For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 231 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. This is your main man, Ken Clark. And today we back in the booth with the gang. We got the gang back together. We got Zoe and Shaq in this thing. What's up, Zoe? What's up, Shaq? What's What's up, Ken? What's up, Zoe? What it do, Shaq? What up, Ken? What's up, the I love family? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. It's been a minute. It's been a yeah, minute, man. man. We had to come back together, get the people what they want, man. So much has gone on over the past couple of weeks, months. Yeah, you know, uh, every day, man, we get some some fresh off the press, hot JSU content. You know, shout out to the whole the I love family, like Zoe always said, man. We keep the for keeping the um the university at the forefront of uh, our minds and we say for the you know entire HBCU community, man. And uh, all eyes are still on D. But we came together today because we had to talk about it, guys. We had to talk about it, man. Season two of Coach Prime. Man, what a season, man. I, I, I'll just kick it off and I'll just say hats off to Barstool Sports. Hats off to Dana Beers. Uh, hats off to the whole crew and and the work that they did in putting together this docu documentary season two, man, it was absolutely phenomenal. I thought the work was, um, was just next level. I thought everything was a top was top notch in there. And it was a, it was a big comparison from season one, you know, season one, we watched consecutive episodes this time. They kind of created some, you know, some, um, created that, that desire, man, you know, kicking us off with, with one episode, we had to wait a day, and they did this Tuesday, Thursday over a three-week period, man. And they, they, I thought, I thought they just did a phenomenal job of capturing everything that we lived throughout the fall 2021 season. Yeah, man. I actually, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Uh, that goes without saying. Uh, I actually think this is me talking without my blue and white glasses on. I actually think this. I wouldn't be shocked, man, at this. Uh, docuseries this year gets get awarded in some shape form or fashion uh mm-hmm. to see the growth between season one and season two was very evident mm-hmm. um and i think uh, it goes without saying you know the first season was a filling out period you know there was a newness there getting acclimated to the staff the players the city you know and th- there was a you could tell but in, in this season here there was some rapport that was there, you know, familiarity that was there. And to see the growth 
uh, not only from season one to season two, but between the first episode to the last episode. Mm. Um, uh, this episode, I mean, this season, it, it touched all of your emotions. Uh, man, you, you had stuff that made you laugh, stuff that made you cry, man. Stuff that got you excited, man. They brought back some memories. And um, I actually think this second season will age wonderfully over time. Um mm. We 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 saw the relationship and the rapport with uh with players. We got more acclimated to players, and also you had that carryover to see the progress for certain players between that first season and the second season. And then also, you know, the elephant in the room to see, you know, to learn of everything that Coach Prime uh, actually went through, and to 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 even stay on that. Man, it really uh this this season this show rather it really highlights it really puts it to perspective you know how great winning that swag championship was now mm-hmm. it really highlights you know what they went through this wasn't just uh you know a tough season or a typical season the fact that you know you lose your head coach for four games knowing that he's going through what he's going through and we actually get to go behind the curtain of all that and then it actually it, it, it puts a little more off with regards to winning that swag championship. So that's my take on it, man. Shaq, what you think, bro? You know, and so, you know, reflecting back on it, just to piggyback on, on something that you mentioned, I think a lot of this gets lost in, you know, us looking at this series and forgetting that Prime was out three games, um, including a bye week. So that makes that almost four weeks. Came back to Southern game and was there for some type of, you know, emotional and more support for the team, but mm-hmm. not having your leader at the helm, not having that motivation on a day-to-day basis, that vision that gets deployed to the coaching staff, but also just having the operational responsibilities as a head coach throughout that time frame. And I think, um, you know, it showed a lot of perseverance on a team standpoint for them to overcome that, overcome that gap. And it also showed a lot of perseverance for the coaching staff to try to fill in that gap with those responsibilities. But I think as outsiders looking at that series, we sometimes minimize the difficulty that the team had to go through in order to, to, to experience that and to overcome it uh, for that matter. I mean, these guys, they, they won every single game. Um, You know, they, they, they were sluggish at some points in the first half, but, you know, through it all, they persevered and they were able to pull out some of those victories. And I'm pointing to the Southern game, which was a very extremely emotional game oh, uh, as we experienced it and watched it as fans. But looking at behind the scenes, especially from Shadur's standpoint of him not having his father um, and and um, and and the players ultimately, you know, banding together to wield that victory to the end. I mean. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think you can look at a more prouder moment, not only from a coaching standpoint, but from a father standpoint. And you know, having both of your sons make big plays in that game to basically bring home the victory and for the team to really gel together in the fourth quarter and bring that thing home against an yeah. adversary and a team that we hadn't beaten what in nine or ten years. Yeah, it was since uh 2013 in the regular season, bro. There it is. I mean, so yeah. Yeah. Um, you, there you have it. So, you know, looking at the behind the scenes, you know, obstacles and things that the team endured, especially having now understood the full story behind Prime's um, his leg and and the, the effort. Well, what, what we now know was the amputation of two toes that he had. 
Mm. I mean, he could have lost his life. Yes, and, to, and for all of the speculation that outside third parties and YouTube's, um, you know, um, viewers and individuals that were speculating on what was going on behind the scenes, for all of that to finally be brought to the surface, for people to fully understand the ramifications of what he was going through as a coach, but also as a as a human. Hmm. I mean, to have your life on the line like that and you still come out, you know, it, albeit with some 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 war wounds, but you still came out praising the Lord. I Amen. Mean, what more can you ask for, man? One thing Zoe just said, and I'm gonna come back to something you also said, Shaq. Zoe, you mentioned the array of emotions that this series that this season and to to kind of even though we know what what it transpired in the season uh you brought up something i thought was um poignant to this uh discussion you talked about getting used to it one of the things that season two did for us is that it took some getting used to for us as fans to actually to actually watch a documentary about our team because we had never seen nothing like this before and when you got coach prime coming in kind of changing things we as HBCUs, y'all know how we get down. We like to keep things under wraps. You know, we're not, we like to keep things um, in-house. We don't want to let everything out. So when coach put that camera in front of um, the players and we get to go back and look at it, we like, ah, man, I don't know if we want to show this. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. the first thing. The second thing that you mentioned that I want to touch on with that is the comfortability, man, that the players have with now playing around the camera. See, that's the other piece. Yep. When you when you see everything that they've captured over six episodes, man, they captured everything, man. I mean, even from the driving around at different times in the truck, they were filming a documentary throughout the season. So many things that many would frown up on because of the distractions that you don't want distractions in your athletic programs. You don't want the outside noise. You don't want these things. And yet these young men were tasked to not only be filming the documentary all while playing, all while dealing with adversity, just like you touched on, Shaq. Um, it's just unbelievable when you see it. Cause my goodness, man, had had they not shown this, a lot of the questions, a lot of things that we, you know, knew about, heard about, wasn't quite sure about, was answered. And it's like, wow, man, that's uh that's amazing to see that and to see this take place. I'll give you one example. The, um, was it the Bethune-Cookman game, right? Um, the fight breaks out, Tony Gray and the trainer. We didn't know oh, yeah. why Tony Gray didn't play. <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. We didn't know. You, you go back to the season, we was like, Tony Gray not playing. Uh, Trey, Trey, you know, Trey Johnson starting. And yeah. we didn't see Tony. We didn't know. And it was we, we just knew that Tony was in the stands watching the game. But when you show and you see that, you're like, wow, man. And it's just it's it's amazing. So, um, so much that has gone into it, man. But another big thing that jumped out was the player interviews. Um, the player interviews they did in season two were were a lot different, in my opinion. I don't even remember seeing like a lot of player interviews where they were isolated in the locker room and they were giving their perspective on that particular topic. I don't know. Maybe you guys have seen it. I I, I can't recall that from season one, but even if it did. This stood out to me more than anything in season two. So I thought the they made it feel more like a, you know, you watch these 30 for 30s or these ESPN documentaries or so. I thought Dana did a really good job of capturing 
the perspective of the players this time around. You could tell that they were a lot more comfortable in front of the cameras than they than they were uh, the first season. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I, I, agree. I, agree. I agree. And but that goes back to what I stated. You know that that was what I mentioned in regards to the rapport being built. There was mm. a comf- there was a comfort level there. You know because again that first season, you know it's a COVID season. This a it's a new staff. Everybody's learning each other. So you go through a whole season, a whole off season, and now there's a familiarity there. You have uh, relationships built and those nuances of being at practices and learning these guys. And not only that, the players learning, you know, the camera guys as well. Because if you can imagine, you know, your first time on camera, you're probably shy, you know, nervous. And as you're around cameras every day, you know, you adjust to that. You begin, there's a comfort level there. So it's almost like the cameras aren't there. So now the feel of it, it tends to be a lot more. If you notice, there's a greater sense of authenticity the second season than it was the first season as well. And uh, I also want to highlight, you know, the stark contrast between the first season of uh, Coach Prime with uh, being a COVID season and uh, the limit on the crowd number. And, you know, uh, for example, you go into this season with the full pack house and you're talking about an HBCU with numerous games of over 50,000. And like I always say, there is no greater view in all of college football, in my opinion, you know, the being in that end zone where the dressing rooms are and looking into a packed house of Memorial Stadium. And, you know, the nation got to see that. You know, you get to see for for someone who wasn't familiar with HBCU football or Jackson State to to see like, man, I had no idea that these this school is drawing 50,000 over multiple games because you saw that for homecoming. You saw that for Alcorn. You saw that for the SWAT championship game, you know, and and uh, it pulled the veil back again. You see everything. And like you said earlier, Kim. You know, you get to see the nuances of, oh, man, they actually got into a little skirmish at practice. And now, you know, that's why Tony Gray uh, wasn't uh, starting. Or you you see, you know, so-and-so may have had been nursing an injury, you know, or you see the fact that James Houston was, you know, unhappy with, um, Mm. you know, playing DN and actually, you know, thriving in it and building trust with the coaches to see, you know, what these guys do. These guys do have my best interest at heart, you know, to see – the growth of all these different players and to see the success. And it's so many different storylines in these six episodes that it's mind-boggling. Yep. So let's delve into some of these episodes. First episode out the gate, you know, was pretty much predominantly covering the opening of the season. Um, it was covering the, the Orange Blossom Classic. We're going to Miami. Uh, we're seeing a lot of the, um, you know, preparation, the travel, the, um, the the conversations, man, the, you know, Devin Hester, you know what I'm saying? The NFL pros that had a chance to speak with the players, the, um, just the, just the game itself. And then, then you get the, 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 the content and, and the game footage. And I thought that that first, um, that first episode, it, it was titled the Genesis of Jackson state football, you know, coach prime season, season two, episode one. And I thought, um, phenomenal, phenomenal opening, and I thought it really um, got us got our palate wet for what we were prepared to watch in season two. And it was a really good kickoff, man, to that. But one of the things I did want to touch on before I pass it to you, Shaq, was that I love that he captured the conversation with Willie Simmons. He captured the conversation with Courtney Gauthier, the athletic director of family. They talked about the Orange Blossom Classic. It wasn't just a Coach Prime Jackson State documentary. It was that, but also every week that they went about 
to go into these different games. He did a really good job of doing his homework, similar to what the course he does when he does the pregame previews before we play an opponent from week to week. We'll have their 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 media personality come on to Tiger Talk and, and give us a a, a brief uh, you know perspective from their end of what the team we're about to face. So when we saw some of that content in there, we were able to put names with faces and we were able to see um, a full scope and it not just be just a Jackson State documentary from the from the jump. So, Shaq, what do you take from what are some of your key takeaways from season one and the opening of the uh, Coach Prime season two? I love just um, coming into this season, the focus being on I, I, I won't see a rehabilitation from the spring but mm-hmm. I will say a spring rejuvenation, if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. I love seeing how what happened at the end of the spring transpired and then us gathering some additional new pieces to bring to the team to make us more formidable. Um, and the, the the host of characters that were introduced as we uh, as we started to embark upon the season, some of the goals, um, some of the initiatives and, and, and behind the scenes um, you know, look at some of those day-to-day operations that the team started going through. I think that was a great introduction into what Prime's vision was to to basically when he came to Jackson State. Um, and you can say that this was his first time, his first chance at getting all of the, his pieces mm. on, a, on the chessboard, if you will, that he wanted to play with. Right. And um, it was good seeing, you know, how that was introduced to the audience so that we can see, okay, so this is the difference between what we saw in the spring and versus what we're going to see this season. Um, and, and and here's the thing. He wasn't even finished. I mean, he said throughout the season on a couple of future episodes, but even standing, even in the, in the first few episodes, he, he made it very adamant. He was very adamant about the reality of if you're not a part of this, you can get gone. Mm. If you're not going to try and if you're not, if you gon if you gonna half it, you can get gone. And well, and these are people that you know he he recruited. These are his recruits. Absolutely. These are his recruits, and I'm like, wow. Well, you got to set that discipline once you get them <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, you got to let them know it's what time it is. You know, the recruiting is the fun part, but now it's time to get to work. And like to your point, Coach Prime let them know from the jump. He's a hard worker. He, his expectations are high. He let them know. Look, if you don't meet my expectations, guess what? I'm gonna be recruiting. Don't say this all the time. I'm looking to replace you. <laughs> you know what I mean? This next class, yes, sir. you're looking to come in and, and find somebody and come in and take your spot. And that always keeps that urgency, keeps that uh that that foot to the that pedal to the metal, you know what I'm saying, on, on your effort. At least it should. But go ahead, Zoe. Well, the thing I took from the whole entire first show, honestly, was Coach Prime pretty much extended what he stated in the end of the spring season, and that was you ain't gonna see what you saw. Mm. That's pretty much that's pretty much the first show pretty much summarized to me. You ain't gonna see what you saw. And pretty much, and that's what they happened in the first show because we highlight that FAMU game. And 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 true and true to form, that defense was as good as advertised from that first game. And we just went behind the scenes with regards to that first game. The fact that you got, you know, um, Shiloh and Shadur, you know, being roommates on that trip and seeing how aggressive they were and getting the guys focused and how they were coaching and to see Ocho Cinco come to practice, Devin Hester coming to practice, you know, and, 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 
also another thing to highlight was the fact that they harped on the old line and coincidentally that was the problem for the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was waiting on somebody. <laughs> hey, hey, if you would have paused, I was gonna throw that in there, bro. I definitely was. Cause hey, hey shout out to Pretty Tony. Shout, shout out to Pretty Tony. He had a uh he had a cameo. He had a <laughs> <laughs> hey pretty Tony had a real, I would say he got his point across. I would say yeah. it that way in, in, in episode one, man. He, I think it, he let the old line know how he felt. Because Coach Prime, basically, you know, he called him out. He like, look, man, Coach, y'all seeing this? I'm gonna I'm you know? tell. I'm gonna tell him when I see him. Pretty Tony got an ugly mouth, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know the crazy we... thing about it to hear the outside chatter complain about the O line as if Coach Prime and his staff didn't even yeah. realize. It. Yeah, that that's always funny. Anything football related. I'm not saying Coach Prime is above, you know, but we don't we don't have. I tell anybody I'm not qualified to go at Coach Prime about football, his football acumen. And people think when you say that you're saying you need not hold him accountable, but no, nah, that's not that's not the case. I, I, a coach that you just do the, you just look at the checks and balances, and he he holds himself accountable. Trust me. And uh, you could tell if if he's just giving you coach speak or if he really mean that. But before we jump into the next episodes, I want to throw this in there. One thing he did highlight in the first episode, which I thought was very, very, very uh, necessary to make mention of. It was the practice field. It was the uh, the uh, the new JSU oh, yeah. practice field, the, the turf practice field. Because remember, in the spring, we were jumping all over the place. We were going to Germantown. We was going to the Forest Hill. <laughs> we was all over the place where I'm practicing. And if it rained, um, we didn't have nowhere to practice. So uh, yeah, thank sure. you know, shout out to the to the sponsors and the and uh, the coaching. Wally World. Uh, yeah, man. We 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 appreciate that field. That field looked beautiful. It was highlighted, it was featured, and it was definitely uh it made a difference going into the season. Moving right along to the next episode, Coach Prime versus Eddie George and, and those uh Tennessee State Tigers up at the Southern Heritage Classic. And then we also um it, it also carried over ULM. into into the ULM game. One other thing that was highlighted was um Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson was uh, featured. He's a Jackson uh, native Jackson kid out from Callaway. I think your your alma mater, Zoe. And uh, see, you know, I thought it was um, I thought it was really good, man, to see kind of his what he had to go through. He battled some adversity, battled some. Uh, they called him Coach T T Rob. So some of the key takeaways from you guys from uh, episode two. Well, for me, I, I uh, it was ULM. Man, it really highlighted how we really should have won that game. The fact that the coaches wasn't giving lip service to the fans or the team. Number one, the team truly believed they, they should have won that game. They felt like they were the better team. But, man, even to see the way the coaches were talking, like, man, they were like, dude, all we need is a touchdown. We get a touchdown, we win this game. We're better mm. than this team. Right. How often do you hear an FCS school literally on the sideline or even – in their locker room with that real true belief that we're better than them from an FCS school standpoint. I'm almost certain that it's rare, but like they actually, it felt like we were the FBS team and they were the FCS team. Honestly, it felt like it was an upset. The fact that we lost that game. And that's, and, 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 and that's the way the coaches actually talked about the game. That's the way they felt about the game, but it wasn't like, again, they were giving us lip service. We actually saw that in the locker room. So you know, that was another takeaway. And then again, you know, seeing the behind the scenes of the guys at the hotel, you know, some of the guys saying, you know, never thinking that they actually saw the alligator before. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and just to see the uh, 
the uh, the real humanity and the likability of these guys. Doing the man at the end of the day, man, these are regular college kids. You know, whether they are high prize recruits or or, or 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 zero stars, all these guys are they're kids, man. They're kids in Jackson enjoying themselves on this journey uh, right, to make right. a change for all the HBCUs. So, Shaq, before you jump in there, I want to just throw in two things about episode two, and and you know, you can couple that with what Zoe just mentioned. Um, they highlighted Aubrey Miller because remember from the first season, uh, Aubrey had, you know, wasn't doing well in class and uh, come to the second season, he's doing, he's on honor roll. Uh, Coach Prime brings him in, shows him the interview when he was Big kept up saying, to him too. man, man, you know, he kept teaching him how to speak uh, professionally on camera, teaching him how to say the right thing. And, you know, it just, it was just powerful. And then one other thing, Tony Gray took the offensive lineman out to get pedicure. Manic pedicures, pedicures, that's what it was. Manicures and pedicures. I take that back. So they got their feet done and they got the big big boys got to go get their toes done, had a bonding moment. But uh Zoe kind of mentioned everything. I just want to throw that in there real quick, Shaq. You and, one, and, one, and one thing, Shaq, before you uh, go, because Ken, you just mentioned something. The mere fact that Coach Prime actually watched the 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 the, the, the interviews of Aubrey Miller, the fact that he took the initiative to say, hey man. I watched it and I noticed that you said man this many times. Yeah. The fact, the fact that the head coach is doing that say it speaks volumes yeah. of his character, man. That's all I wanted to highlight. No, that's good stuff. Um, y'all brought up some interesting points, especially that ULM game. Mm-hmm. That game hurt. It did. And it, it, hurt. it hurt because it's a game that you know you were supposed to win. But then as I reflect on it right now, and I had a change of thought right before I was about to start speaking on the mic on this episode, and those are games where you got to learn how to win because mm. you're not you're not accustomed to winning them. And yeah. so o- over, the, over the next, you know, a few seasons ahead of us, I think they're going to start to learn how to learn how to how to win games like that. But, you know, this is their first time coming into a situation of that caliber where the expectations were that high, especially from a talent level. So, you know, it would have been great if we had won that game, um, right. but that episode kind of shed some light on, you know, just some of the challenges that you have as a team to create that chemistry where everybody's on the same page. Right. And it was right. good to see the individual accomplishments uh, that Aubrey made shout out to him for being on honor roll and basically taking what some people considered a negative and turned it into a huge positive yes, sir. and something that he can market himself with. So shout out to him. Absolutely. So let's jump right into season uh, episode three. I'll read the title. Uh, Deion Sanders goes into surgery and JSU takes on conference rival. A couple of things I kind of wanted to make sure we touched on this episode kind of uh, highlighted when coach prime went to, Speaking about his, uh, you know, his foot, said his foot was shot. And uh, this was kind of the beginning of that. A couple of players that were uh, featured in this particular episode was uh, was Tito. Tito was one of them. Uh, it was just kind of mentioned how he got on um, um, the team and how Coach Flea kind of shared how he wanted to be. And he he, he stayed with the camera crew and, and 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 eventually he, he eventually worked his way into a position to where he was um on the depth chart he was given a chance and he made the best of his chance and the rest kind of took care of itself you know another player that was featured in this particular episode was lotto uh josh lanier he had a chance to go back home 
you know, to visit with his family over in uh, Alabama. And the conference rival that we spoke about in this particular episode was Alabama A&M. We know what happened at Alabama A&M. We went out and gave them a good shellacking. That's right? we're going to call that Scootergate. Scootergate. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? And, and, but you know what's cool about this episode? This particular episode, Coach Prime is giving you – He played. they played the audio with Connell, Coach Connell Maynard, Alabama, the Alabama A&M said at the press conference. He, you know, the uh, post-game, uh, the coaches, uh, weekly coaches uh, interviews and stuff, coaches show. And um, or was it Swack Media, the coaches? So you coaches teleconference. Coaches teleconference. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. And just to see Coach Prime them come up with the idea, we're gonna go get him in this school to the breakdown. As soon as after this, we're gonna leave it. It's it's just so cool to see the behind the scenes, man. We know what happened again, like we said, the homecoming turn, the home going, but also <laughs> the change with T.C. Taylor being the O.C. and seeing the change and seeing the uh, the explosion that we have. And again, knowing that that was the season high with points, you know, yardage and Shador had statistically his best game of the season. So, Right. So episode four, very, very, very powerful episode. And uh, just kind of want to hit on a couple of points. It opens up featuring Shador um, kind of speaking about you know, you have his his personal quarterback uh, uh, coach. Um, he, he's talking about some of the NIL deals that he has earned, and then it kind of segues into featuring the best band in the land, Sonic Boom of the South. The next thing that was also covered in this particular episode, we had <laughs> we had two big two big offensive linemen, young 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 fellas, uh, big Rufus, big Rufus Jones, and uh, James Reddick. Man, them cats uh, need their own show, man. man the, the personalities of these young men was just, oh man, I, I the bright personalities they 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 go together like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, I was I was tickled to death with these two guys, man. But we go on into the actual homecoming game where Coach Prime give the. You know, he was recently on Jimmy Fallon and he played the episode. He said, hey, guys, I'm tired. I'm tired. He's back. He's still with the team. But this is prior to what you mentioned to Zoe where the next two episodes is going to delve into that. But the last point I want to make about episode four, the last time that we had the privilege, the privilege of seeing rapper Young Dolph alive. You know, he was with us for homecoming. He was in the locker room with the yeah, team. Man. And um, Dana captured, you know, even at the end of this episode, he featured that, you know, a month later, November 17th, Dolph was killed in Memphis. And, um, you know, rest in peace to Flipper, you know, young Dolph, man. You know, it it, it was heartbreaking when he passed away. He even got a little emotional because we felt like, you know, seeing Dolph and seeing him, we know how close he was to Coach Prime and Shador. He even had Shador and Coach Prime in a video, one of his music videos and, to see him come to Jackson and, and just be be there, not, you know, try to steal the show, but just be there and be a part of it. And and um, it was just it's just it was just something, man. And and, and 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 listen, I'll say this and I'll turn it over to you guys. We just got word that Coach Prime, you know, they, they're going to rename the tunnel. Paper after route. Paper route tunnel. That's after Do- Young Dolph's uh, record label, Paper Route Empire. And uh, so shout out to Paper Route Empire. You know, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Shout out, rest in peace to Young Dolph. It's sad, Ken, mm-hmm. and so that you know, black violence is still affecting our youth to this point, even more so than it did 15, 20, 30 years ago. Right. 
Um, but we got to get our stuff together as a community and as a culture. And, and it starts with us creating a positive outlook and, and, and thought process on what we want our youth to be and how we want our youth to operate. I've said for so long that it's time for our culture to act like we got a code of conduct, just have a code. And right now we're still teetering that line as a culture of being permissible and a lot of things that we don't think um, that that is not positive. I, I guess I should say that it's not reflective or it's not positive, but you know, hopefully we can get our act together um, and start to start to be on one one accord and just unify, man, because it's needed. Yeah. We speak about, you know, young Dolph, young Dolph was a famous rapper, but think about all the, the players and, and the students that have gone through tragedy throughout this year, man, losing loved ones, whether it be through COVID tragic, you know, accidents, whatever, but we're talking about violence, more specifically gun violence in our own community. So it happens. Man, this is a very real, real, real documentary that captured a lot of things. And let, so, let's not forget that that was also one of the visions and goals that Prime had coming into the team. Mm. He said it at his press conference uh, when he was first announced that he wanted the crime rate to go down. Yeah, we got some work to do in that regard, especially in the city of Jackson, because um, I won't we won't go any further into it. But we know that 2021 was a very, very deadly year for our city. And it was uh, extremely high, um, higher than we've ever seen, honestly. And we, we, it's, um, it's our family members, our friends and loved ones that are, you know, being affected by the things that are happening. And, you know, Jackson State is just one element in Jackson. We hope to see uh, not only the football program in, in the university and all the programs, athletic programs turn around and be winners. But we want to win in the community every single day. And that's something that he has charged uh, the city and for us to, just do better, man. But let's jump right on to um, episode five, man. Action-packed, man. It was action-packed. A lot has gone on. Now, Coach Prime, uh, I'll give you the title. Deion Sanders spends 23 days in the hospital. That's really what he highlighted. But, man, it's not just that. It was a lot of things covered in season five. Episode five, I'm sorry. Because this is when Coach Prime left the team for 23 straight days. And right off the rip, this is where we touched on. Tony Gray gets into it. We see Coach... Coach Flea, Gary Harrell, takes over as an interim head coach in Coach Prime's absence. And immediately, one of the things that's captured is that when Coach Prime isn't there, the team comes out flat. And the coaches are like, no, 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 no. Not on my watch. We're not going to have that. So immediately, here comes what? The bull junk. Tony Gray gets into it with a, <laughs> with the, with the, uh, with, with one of the um, equipment, equipment, guys. equipment guys. And next thing you know, uh, he's suspended for the game. You go into um, – the game versus Bethune-Cookman, you know. Um, we go out, we win that game, we come back. Um, Malachi Wyman had a – it was his coming out party. Four touchdowns. Big four touchdowns in that game. So guess who was featured in this episode? Malachi Wyman. Coach Prime highlighted. This is a two-sports star. Touched on some video footage of him dunking in front of ooh, LeBron James, D-Wade, right? Um, freakish athlete. Hey, another thing that was touched on in this episode, because once you go from that game, guess who we go play next? We go and play Mississippi Valley. I absolutely love that they had Jerry Rice come on the episode. I loved it. I love the commentary. I love to see Jerry, man. Jerry is a Mississippi native, and he highlighted the, the, the relationship that him and Dion had when they became teammates, right? And uh, they touched on that piece of that. Phenomenal, phenomenal footage. 
guess who else they highlights? This is when James Houston and the defense and, and, and Antoine Owens get highlighted. And one of the things that was highlighted, we didn't know, I didn't know that Antoine Owens was a writer, right? Never I mean, did. it's just so many different things. Entrepreneur. Man. Entrepreneur, yeah. writer. Um, uh, he he f- features the um, professor that sits down with him and he starts talking. Then we go on into the next game, which we played Texas Southern. Zoe and I touched on this. You know, Malachi is invited to the hotel, I mean, uh, to the hospital to see uh, Coach Prime. And guess who's sitting there? Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jones. Jones. <laughs> Pac-Man Jones is in, is in Jackson. Nobody knows about it because Coach Prime is is in the um, is in the hospital with him, right? And another thing that takes place, another thing that takes place is the reveal. Because now we find out, Zoe, and you can kind of touch on this, because uh, I know this is one of the, this is where we were trying to get to with this episode. They reveal what exactly happened. Um, you, you got Tracy Edmonds on there speaking and giving dialogue and context to what the doctors have said. They explain exactly what takes place. Three blood clots in Coach Prime's leg, Shaq. We touched on that. Shaq, not only did Coach Prime eventually wound up losing two toes, but he could have lost his leg and even could have lost his life. And one of the things that we have to have to have to touch on that was revealed from this episode is something that has happened. And Zoe, you know where I'm going with this because we talked about this a lot. Yep. When we talk about knowing your family history, knowing the things that we deal with from an African-American standpoint, Coach Prime talks about, boom, he finds out he's got blood clots. He goes to talk to his mom. Mom tells him, hey, your uncle just passed away from blood clots. She just recently got diagnosed with blood clots. You got a brother that had the blood clots. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was so many different uh, family things that he learned and discovered about his own family now that he's in a situation where he's dealt with some you know, uh, blood clots. And and because I didn't understand, you know, we saw pictures. We weren't able to really allowed to speak on this during the season. We didn't want that to get out, right, what we knew was going on with Coach Prime. But I didn't understand, though, in check, I didn't understand the gas in the leg, the missing skin. I was like, what the heck, man? What happened? And we didn't know. It was so many question marks, so many things that were uh, that needed to be answered. And I just didn't feel like I had to go proud. And I didn't want to go proud because at the end of the day, it's still a private matter. And we appreciate Coach Prime for coming out and sharing it. And that's when we realized that they had to literally go into his leg and drain those, um, drain the swelling that took place. Because, drain the fluid off. Drain that fluid. Because had he not, he would have either, he would have lost his leg, possibly lost his um, his life. So, and, and I and I wanted to, I wanted to actually touch on this because um, the reason why what happened to coach prime can resonate with so many of us African-Americans in this country is because uh, a high number of uh, African-Americans suffer from diabetes. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is a common issue that people who have diabetes deal with. I, my own personal life, I have uh, a family member who actually lost his leg uh, from the knee down. Uh, Same, same issue as coach prime uh, had two toes to go black, but instead of getting his toes amputated, they had to just cut the knee down. But but it was a different issue from what Coach Prime had because diabetes is a different issue. However, the one thing that was very uh, new to me that I was unfamiliar with but made sense was the fact that Coach Prime had blood clots in his arteries as opposed to having blood clots in your veins, which is more known to all of us. He had blood clots in his arteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that, again, Mind you, the toes coming off were early in the season, and hence why he was on the scooter. This was after the fact. 
Um, and so now you're talking about uh, going in and uh, cutting both, not one side of your leg, fluid build up to cut out both. So they really tried to do whatever they could to save his leg. You're talking about getting cut in both sides of your calf, mm. fluid draining off, doing a skin graft from your thigh on both sides of your thighs for both sides of your leg, and you do a skin graft on your foot for your foot. And they did all this to save this man's leg. Um, truly phenomenal. And yet and still, this guy had the mental fortitude to sit here and say, I know that I'm suffering from this, but I'm still going to get my butt up. And even if I can't coach, I got to go on this road trip because my son needs me. Mm. I mean, it, it, it says a lot about Coach Prime. Um, and he displayed that. And he relayed that to them as well. Like, if you ever ask and wonder what I give up, what have I gave up? I gave this up for y'all. And so that goes into highlight into the embrace, you know, which we'll, you know, jump into in the last season, you know, with that embrace that they have for the Southern game. Now it really highlights it even more. You know, because we didn't know at the time, we're thinking, oh, just, hey, it's his first game back. So, you know, we got that, that he was emotional. But now we get to see the severity of, yeah, this is his first game back. But we didn't know this, you know, uh, Shiloh and Shadur was at the hospital, you know, a few days prior. And Shadur pretty much said, Dad, I need you. And so his dad come through. And then, again, and I will touch on this other game in just a moment. But, you know, that actually highlights, you know, all of that. But, yeah, as African-Americans, man, uh, to touch on what we mentioned earlier, Ken, you, we've talked about this. We've got to do better, man. We need to ask those tough questions. We need to know mm-hmm. what our fam- what our family history is. Because in hindsight, in hindsight, it's 2020, if Coach Prime actually knew his, his medical family history, he probably saved his two toes. It's a good chance he probably does. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about that. It's no, a, it's no, a, no that's, that's, that's a fair assessment. As, you I, know, as I'm reflecting now on what you're saying, though, I don't think people understand the severity that any surgery is serious. Mm-hmm. All we Facts. have to do is right Facts. now is to is to look back on the recent news of uh, wrestling legend Scott Hall. Mm. Yes, died, sir. Yes, sir. Died at 63 years old from from going into the hospital for doing a routine hip replacement surgery. Wow. Has three heart attacks during the surgery. Wow. Eventually goes on life support. They they pull the plug after that. Routine surgery now. Oh. Mm. Routine surgery. And now mm. we look at Coach Prime. And that's it for all the listeners. That just goes to show you any surgery, anytime you go up under the night, is serious. You need that's to take right. it serious because your life depends on it. Who knows what may happen? Great point, man. Absolutely great point. I mean, this is a. Uh... Good stuff, man. I, I just, I mean, we we knew we could go into a lot, uh, but we want to get this last episode in, um, episode six. I mean, he touched on a lot because now you're going into the last episode of this season. And listen, man, I think what Coach Prime wound up saying, at this point, we've done through episode five. We know that Coach Prime, he, he gets two toes amputated. Shout out to the doctors, the medical staff that worked on Coach yeah, Prime. Man. They did a phenomenal job, man. They saved his leg, and I know that Coach Prime, they did a they, they, the great graft, skin graft, you know. Um, I know a little something recently, you know, not about me, but my father had to deal with something, and I, I've seen the, you know, 
what it looks like to have to get a skin graft. I had a burn accident. So it's uh, they did a great job, man. And they revealed it. We didn't we didn't even we didn't know that they were going to reveal it the way that they did. But we showed Coach Prime showed his three toes, man. And I think um, this man is a man of faith. And I think um, the message that he wanted to convey is that not one time did he ever doubt. He knew that, you know, I think this this highlighted his purpose for why he was here and why he's here with us now in Jackson. And uh, we know that this is a calling. You know, Coach Prime has uh, said that on many different occasions. And and we think that this, that all that he's had to go through has been all a part of this journey that he's on. So now we go into what? Season six, I mean, episodes, not season six, episode six. Last final episode of season two of Coach Prime. And the first thing Coach Prime wants to make mention to, because he's ready to get back. He's been in the hospital for 23 days, right? And he's ready to get back with the team. And he goes into – there was a moment in this last episode where Coach Prime went into the room with his coaching staff. And he talked about, you know, that, that Rod and that staff. You know, he said he didn't realize that at the time that Coach Prime – that uh, God was going to show him that that was literal and how he had to rely on his staff and how that at no time did he doubt – that they was going to be able to do what they needed to do to get things done. But one of the things he said was, is don't matter what we did between now and then, this is the genesis of our run. Because guess what, though? Guess who we play next? We play that arch rival, that nemesis, that has had our number for the last eight seasons. We got to play Southern now. We got to go to Baton Rouge. Shador goes to the hospital, tell his dad, Dad, I need you back. And this is the first time. Shaq, you remember this because we were doing shows throughout the season. We can go back. Shaq, there was times where we didn't even feel right because Coach right. Prime went around. We right. talked about this. We, we was like, man. It. We talked we, about uh, it. We was like, man, Shador's struggling, man. It's like yeah. he's going, you know. And you could tell. And I said, you could tell his confidence started to drop a little just bit. Wasn't, it was like Kool-Aid. You made the Kool-Aid, though, but you know you you thought you had enough sugar. Unsweet tea, man. Unsweet yeah. tea. <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't talking about unsweet tea. I'm talking about Kool-Aid. You had a little bit of sugar left. You put the rest of you put everything you had left in there. You drink it, but it ain't the same. You feel what can't, I'm saying? It can't get right. Can't it just ain't quite right. I need a little bit more sugar. You see what I'm saying? So that's how it felt like when Coach Prime was missing. <laughs> Boom. Guess what happens? We go to Baton Rouge. We know how that game plays out. That that game, we got dominated that game, folks. We got dominated that game up until the last quarter. But guess what? That's why it's four quarters of, of play. Um, you know, we uh, shout out to Baron Hobson because I still feel like that stop right before the half was the momentum swing that we needed to keep that game close. Uh, the fourteen. Him and Shallow. Him and Shallow, right? But here's what I want to say. They they score us uh, they go, they score a field goal to go up seventeen to seven, and from that point, um, you know that game of course you know Shador, uh, Shador hits Malachi on a fade, and then he comes back and oh my goodness, uh, threw it up there you know there was a missed pass interference call Malachi makes a play, scores a touchdown Shiloh gets the final interception, and. We get the monkey, we get the southern monkey off our back. We go and uh we win. Shallow throw Shador throws the game winning touchdown. Shallow gets the game winning interception. All while Coach Prime is back. He gives that embrace. He tells his son how much he loves him. And he he knows that that was um that was that 
his presence was necessary and it was just a, I thought it was a defining moment of the season because guess what happened? We clinched the SWAC East and we guaranteed ourselves a berth in the SWAC championship. But yeah, I, I want to touch on that game too, because before I go any further, man, I really want to give a big up to coach prime uh, because here's a man uh, for, for him to even go through what he was going through to be that transparent about it. Mm-hmm. You know, bear in mind, you know, the fact that he's actually in the hospital about to have surgery he and he holds the impromptu coach, you know, staff meeting to inform the coaches, hey, this is what's going on. And, and how many how many people have the fortitude to do that? So kudos to him to actually, you know, stand in his faith and live that testament out and be in uh like he said all the time, man, he he, he walk it like he talk it. And so and he did that. Uh, and then to be transparent about everything with everyone you know, why he's going through it. So big ups to him for that, because that takes a lot of courage and mental fortitude to do that. But also, again, you know, for Shador to do what he does and, and to actually go in this other game and poetic justice, man, Shador actually came of age that particular game. He struggled, but he fought, man. He fought, never wavered, and we got the monkey off our back in uh, in Red Stick. You know, uh, coincidentally, you know, we uh, should Shiloh uh, seals it with the interception. And, you know, we get the embrace and we have a, a melee about to break out because you know uh, shallow, yeah, we, 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 we ain't gonna worry about shallow, that. Shallow <laughs> stop shallow stops on the, on the midfield and, and of course it didn't mention it because it leads it bleeds over to the next game against you know the soul bowl and Malachi suspended. You know? That's true. That's true. And and, and so and so uh we go into that game and you know uh for the first time we clinch against Southern, which was uh, ever beautiful. Man, I, I'll never forget that. Always good to beat them, but to beat them at home, it was a beautiful thing. And then to, to mosey on against Alcorn, knowing that we were the Super Bowl and the fact that, you know, knowing that we already clinched. And again, to see the turnout, to know that was on national TV and for the nation to see like, man, I had no clue JSU played in games like this and, you know, to have the attendance like that. And, uh, it's a new awakening for HBCU ball, man, with Jack State at the forefront of it all. And to notice that we beat our two rivals at the end of the season, knowing we're heading to the Swat Championship game. And then you got Prairie View. First night game in the vet and, you know, a formidable opponent. And we win our first Swag Championship since 2007. It was a monumental season, man. One for the ages. And uh, one we'll never forget, man. For all of the adversity that the team went through, to start the season you had the adversity from the spring you had the exodus from the spring um then you had the challenging workouts the additional new team members that come throughout the season new players new faces um getting acclimated to a new coaching staff and new culture and environment coming to an hbcu and then you have the unfortunate incident with Coach Prime and his surgery, him mm-hmm. being out a lot longer than he anticipated and expected. The loss of that um, with the team, confidence starts to waver. Coaching staff steps up, team steps up. You know, they bang out some victories um, and culminates into the sudden game, which we're talking about. And that becomes a very emotional game twofold mainly because we haven't beaten our adversary in 10 years but also because it's, it's coach prime's first game back Shadour and shallow get their dad back team gets the coach back um you know as i look back on this now 
the thought just popped in my head that everything that Coach Prime said that he wanted to do, they did it this past season. The only thing that didn't happen was the celebration bowl. That's correct. But now, as I look back on it, I think it's important for us all to understand the power of our tongues and our visions. And I'm going to talk about that because these the the model for the team has been I believe, mm-hmm. and they've said that from day one. And essentially, you can say that this this was a this was a faith based season. This was a season for the team to get into their mindset that we can do this. And all of us know, all of us have played sports. There's a different mentality and swagger that you have when you know what you know. That's right. And I don't I don't think they knew it initially because they hadn't gone through it. You still had to go through the chemistry issues. You still had to go through the loss of, of Coach Prime being out. You still had the coaching staff obviously getting adjusted to one another. They were building a family themselves as well. But now that you know what you know, I expect something incredible to happen next season but well i want to say this and i got to throw this in there because i liked it i want to i wanted to jump in because you said something incredible gonna happen and we got to make sure we mention this because we got to close this out um in episode six something incredible did happen that they did capture we signed the number one player in the nation travis hunter that was that was highlighted on this episode and one of the things that we have to capture, like Zoe kind of went, went down, so we won't repeat it. He kind of went down from the Southern all the way through the SWAC championship. We get the news as we're traveling to Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl. Travis, Hunter's com- Travis Hunter commits to Jackson State University. We go berserk. Coaches get they get off they get off the plane and I and I and, and one of the things I do love what Coach Prime said in this episode six, he took he took ownership for us not being prepared for the celebration bowl. He said it's on him. Felt like the players weren't focused, they weren't prepared. I mean, we, you know, we we came in um extra cocky, extra, extra everything. And we felt like they were gonna lay down and give it to us. But we think that, you know, a lot of the hoopla that was surrounding our program uh gave that team the motivation. But I do feel like when we when we get back to that next level, when we get back to the celebration bowl, it won't be the same outcome. Because I think just like one of the things that was captured throughout this season was the adversity. You learn from your mistakes, you grow from them. Shaq, you talk about one thing that was very important, learning how to win. And I don't think that we'll see the same um, – we won't see the same methodology. We won't see the same approach. A lot of things will be differently, and we expect that to happen in, in this season, 2021, 2022, actually. So um, we got to get ready to close this out, man. We've been, we can go on and on and on. I know how we get when we get together, but just wanted to kind of run through this um, entire season. Um, man, it's, this was phenomenal. I mean, the, the, thing, the thing that really kind of brought it home for me, and we'll say this in closing, was when Dana Beers kind of went back and highlighted the players that was kind of featured and kind of showed, hey, James Houston, you yep. know, Swack newcomer of the year, first team all Swack. He's entering the NFL draft. Albert Miller's coming back. Swack first team. You know, I just I just love the way that it was closed out. And let's not forget, man, we 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 had Uncle Snoop narrating this thing throughout from the beginning to end. Yeah, just on that. Um, I like the opening of the of the of the uh the, of the um 
the way that you have the young, the painter, the the the, the artist is painting the the mural, the, the mural, right? And it's just so many things. The 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 Chevy, you know, the Silverado, the the, the, the they driving around in the trucks, man. And well, it's just it, it's so much. It Go was ahead. A six, it was a six episode Silverado infomercial, right? <laughs> and, and they oh, and, and they stayed riding up and down the doggone Parkway. I was like, I know they got another road they can ride there. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but but overall, the overall body of work for this documentary was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's 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 world class. Uh, nothing like we've ever seen uh, that I've ever seen from a HBCU standpoint. And look at what that's kind of segued us, that, us into that. And I'll say this one last thing and we'll we'll close with you guys having, if you got any closing things, but I feel like this documentary kind of led to what we, what we, what we, what we just got the news on. And that is the, um, the spring game is going to be televised on ESPNU. When you put that kind of hype and that kind of, not just hype, but when you put that kind of uh, coverage for your program, um, and you keep the you keep the momentum going, I think that this is just a um, this a testament to the hard work that the coaching staff and the vision that Coach Prime has had for Jackson State football. He put us on the map, um, and we love everything he's doing, man. Phenomenal, phenomenal season two of Coach Prime. That's pretty much all I got. If you guys got anything else you want to add, we're gonna go ahead and close this thing out. Well, I don't think I want to add to that is the fact of uh, again it highlights Travis Hunter signing, and with the uh, with the spring game coming in uh, on national TV, it just goes to the elevation because you made a comment about uh, being an HBCU, but no, no other college has a television show like what we have. You mm-hmm. know, forget HBCU, we're the only college that has a, a television show similar to Hard Knocks with a behind the scenes look. We're the only ones that have that, and, and then we we're, we're the only one being shown at this particular time. Number one, and then number two, you know what it does for recruiting, and what it does for the elevation, and also the perception of JSU football and HBCU football. So, kudos to to Barstools, kudos to Coach Prime, the coaching staff, the players, all the Jacktown Jews, the city of Jackson, and uh, man, we got to run it back. There you go, Shaq. What you got? Anything? I'm gonna end this thing on a bang. I believe, baby. There you I go. Believe. Hey, man, Coach Prime season two, it's a gang. We back together again, man. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We appreciate the support. Tune in, support, subscribe, follow, listen, all of that. The I love, baby. Let's go. The I love. And that'll do it for episode 231 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners rate and review the show and everyone follow tiger talk with the 1400 club on facebook and tiger talk 1400 on instagram and twitter i can't stress the importance of this enough we're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department and it all starts with you downloading subscribing rating and reviewing the show and tell every tiger that you know we're on all podcast outlets apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Spotify, Castbox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.